Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com. It's Wednesday, May 26th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Missouri Democrats have been down and out for several election cycles. Former U.S. Senator Claire McCaskill says her party could have a chance if Republicans continue to govern in a rightward direction. And when that starts happening, then you'll see some kind of moderation of the crazy stuff they're doing in Jefferson City. McCaskill speaks with St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum in just a few minutes. There are more signs of normalcy as vaccines continue to take hold to fight the pandemic. The St. Louis County Council will return to in-person meetings next week. Members have been operating virtually since the pandemic took hold last year. Chairwoman Rita Days says the council will return to chambers next Tuesday. Members of the public who want to participate in the sessions will have to speak in person, but the council will still take email testimony for the next few months. More steps as well are being taken to expand access to the COVID-19 vaccine. The Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services is partnering with area agencies on aging, local public health agencies, and emergency medical services to make sure homebound residents still have access to the shots. Those who want the vaccine can register online through their local area agency on aging or the Missouri Vaccine Navigator Registry. The City of St. Louis Health Department has worked with the fire department, among other groups, to give homebound residents the vaccine. Many graduations throughout the area this spring still have COVID safety precautions in place. A ceremony yesterday was one of the few in-person events for the Hawthorne Leadership School for Girls since the outbreak hit. And as St. Louis Public Radio's Ryan Delaney reports, it featured the initial class of seniors at Missouri's first all-girls public high school. Hawthorne opened in 2015 as an all-girls charter school in the Kingsway West neighborhood of North St. Louis. As the school added more grades, the original class slimmed down. Just eight girls of the original 60 received Hawthorne diplomas. Seniors said at times they felt like guinea pigs, but they also formed a tight sisterhood. Valedictorian Hannah Green says graduation is the highlight of a senior year disrupted by the pandemic. Honestly, if I had to choose, do you want prom or do you want graduation, you know, I would honestly choose this moment right here here because this is a once and this is truly a once in a lifetime. Green told her classmates during her speech to not stop now, but keep on going. I'm Ryan Delaney, St. Louis Public Radio. In Illinois, legislation to finally award medical dispensary licenses to more diverse applicants is advancing through the General Assembly. Hannah Meisel reports. Illinois' 2019 marijuana legalization law was supposed to have awarded that first round of social equity licenses four months after the start of recreational sales last year. But the pandemic and underlying problems with the application scoring process delayed the license awards. Democratic State Representative LaShawn Ford of Chicago says he still believes in Illinois' first-in-the-nation legalization law, but... It fell a little short. And right now, today, there are no majority-owned black or brown or woman majority-owned dispensary. The House on Tuesday approved Ford's proposal to award 110 cannabis dispensary licenses to applicants in the original pool, in addition to the original 75 licenses. I'm Hannah Meisel. The Illinois Senate has voted to repeal a 1989 law criminalizing the transmission of HIV. 
The Illinois House approved the measure last month. This bill now goes to Governor J.B. Pritzker for his signature. If enacted, Illinois will be the second state to decriminalize HIV transmission behind Texas. Claire McCaskill is the last Missouri Democrat to win a U.S. Senate race, piecing together a coalition of urban, suburban, and rural voters that served her party well for decades. But her 2018 loss to Josh Hawley showcased Missourians' changing political sensibilities. In an interview with St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum, McCaskill discusses whether her party can bounce back in time for next year's wide-open U.S. Senate contest. After first getting elected to office in 1982, McCaskill says she's enjoying her time as a political commentator on MSNBC. So what they're really doing is they're paying me to talk about something I love and to be incredibly candid and hopefully be able to simplify complicated things for um, the viewers of MSNBC. And it's been a blast. I I hope people can tell how much fun I'm having. McCaskill was quite candid during an hour-long interview on a range of topics at a Kirkwood St. Louis bread company. She spent some of the conversation talking about the transformation of Missouri from a swing state that tended to elect Democrats to a bright red outpost. McCaskill says one contention that bugs her is an idea from primarily left-leaning critics that she would have beaten Holly in 2018 if she were more liberal. She pointed out that she did better in key Democratic areas than her 2006 win over incumbent GOP Senator Jim Talent. This wasn't a problem of turnout in progressive areas of the state. It wasn't a problem of margins in black communities or any other communities. We far exceeded our numbers. This was all about people turning out that totally bought into Donald Trump. Holly swamped McCaskill in traditionally Democratic exurban and rural counties. That comes as places like Northeast and Southeast Missouri went all in for the former president during the 2016 and 2020 presidential elections. He talked like they talked at, you know, the VFW Hall, um, having a beer and a chaser. Um, And he really appealed to the grievance that people have about how their lives have turned out. I mean, what the bottom line is, People have worked harder, worked longer. They still can't afford to retire. They can't afford to send their kids to college. McCaskill doesn't think Democrats are doomed, though. She says that the tendency for Missouri Republicans to govern in a rightward direction could turn off voters in suburban and exurban areas. And when that starts happening, then you'll see some kind of moderation of the crazy stuff they're doing in Jefferson City. But for right now, in Missouri, This primary calculation will work for them. McCaskill says that Democrats do have a chance to win the U.S. Senate race next year, especially if someone like former Governor Eric Greitens is the GOP nominee. Among the Democrats seeking the U.S. Senate nomination are former state Senator Scott Sifton, Jefferson City native Lucas Kuntz, Kansas City entrepreneur Tim Shepard, and St. Louis businessman Spencer Toder. Toter believes Democrats can make the race competitive if they aggressively seek out voter support. When people running realize that they need to talk to people like like humans and and smart humans, which they are, I, I think we'll bring a lot of people on board. 
And Shepard says making the case in areas of the state that have tilted toward the GOP is critical. I've been in Hannibal, I've been in Nevada and Joplin, uh, and, and having those events and the opportunity to talk to them with policies that benefit them, I think is really the, the name of the game. If any of the announced Democratic candidates get the nomination next year, it will be the first time since 1994 that someone who served as a statewide official or was an incumbent wasn't the party's Senate nominee. But McCaskill says that may not be the case if former Governor Jay Nixon decides to re-enter the fray. McCaskill says Nixon, who did not return a message about his 2022 intentions, brings some advantages to the table. The coalition you have to put together in Missouri, it's very tough because you have to just hang the moon in the progressive blue areas of the state, and then you have to cut the margins in rural Missouri. I think Jay can cut the margins in rural Missouri. I think he would have some work to do to make sure that the progressive wing of the Democratic Party was enthusiastic about him. But McCaskill won't be a participant in a Missouri election next year or any time in the foreseeable future. So it will be up to other Democrats to carry on her legacy of being able to win elections on difficult terrain. I'm Jason Rosenbaum, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Fred Ehrlich edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. This has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.